The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, friendships come and go, but when the decision is yours to make, how do you drop a friend? Uh, joining me now, Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and co-host of the podcast Tough Love. Stephanie, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Good now, morning. Um, sometimes just friends drop out of your life because you, your, your paths no longer cross. I mean, if you yes. get married and have kids, suddenly you're into the, the school and the kids and the parents of the kids you know, etc., etc. Yeah. And the people who go on being single are no longer part of your life. Yeah, I mean, in, in some respects, you know, friends are so important to us and and we value them. And I think people do value their friendships. Maybe sometimes they overvalue what they have and 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 don't, you know, don't see the naturalness of the way friends can pass, as you say, out of your life. You can outgrow them. Your your paths can just stop meeting each other. You can be too busy. You can, you know, there's lots of reasons why things change. But I think people sometimes get into a kind of a bad habit of holding on when maybe it's more natural to let that person just step yeah. back from I mean, life. from a male point of view, um, you may be married and you may have a family and you've got other responsibilities, but you've got yeah. a mate who's still into pints and football. Yes. Well, there's your example. Your worlds don't meet as easily anymore because because you need to be home and, and sort of supportive and all of that with kids and child rearing. Same goes for women. And I mean, people naturally step away from each other in that way. Now, friendships are important. So there's always a balance here. You know, you're trying to, we would always be encouraging people, try not to let your friendships go because it's important to have somebody that you can confide in, somebody who sees you for who you are, somebody that supports you in the low times. But, but at the same time, not to not to the detriment of your home life you know um so there's there's good things about it that have to be protected but you also have to acknowledge that sometimes a friend has become you know somebody that it becomes too difficult to keep that friendship going that may be the circumstances you mentioned there but it also can be that that as i say people can overvalue childhood friends if i can just mention that for a moment i often think it's kind of interesting but people people that i would talk to i, I find they I had a lady even the other day say to me, you know, but you don't make so many friends as you get older. So I really value my school friends. And I said, well, I don't think that's correct because, because school friends see you in one way and they can be lovely and great, but not necessarily so. Because when you make, I would say you make wonderful friends as you become an adult and become older. Even you see great friendships beginning in people's forties because you're meeting people at a very different point in your life and they're seeing you for who you are now, not through the prism. If if you like, of childhood or teenagehood or the girl you were or the guy you were. Yeah. Now, sometimes it might be hard work to maintain a friendship. Uh, you know, someone who yes. wants to meet you all the time and you're very, very busy with your family, raising the kids and so on. Mm. How, how do you handle that? Because, you know, they may have all the time in the world and, yes. you know, making time for them can be a chore. Does that mean it's time to end the friendship? I think, you know, I don't think you have to feel guilty about not having time for a friend at a particular point in your life. I really don't think you have to have to feel guilty and bad about that. But I do think it's no harm to convey it and say this isn't a reflection on 
you know, how much I like you. It's just that my life is too busy at the moment, you know, between juggling work, juggling children, juggling, you know, being a good wife or a good husband, you know, so or a good partner. So I think that a good friend should be able to understand that. Now, there may be loneliness factors and we all we all know many people who are, you know, who they value the friendship and when your life gets busy, you can feel a kind of guilt around it. So, but I don't think people should feel guilty. I think you should be clear about it and try and make some time, be it a coffee time at different times of the day, that work for you. But but the other thing I also feel is that people can feel overly obliged, but also they can feel they can feel this guilt, but they can also feel a kind of a draining nature, if you like, you know, when they're with that person, that it's just become hard work. It's just become an effort. It's become something I have to do. It's a duty. Really that's a friendship that is not on the right basis, you know, because the friendship should be mutual. The flow should be going two ways. I should be reaching out and that person should be wanting to reach back. And that that reaching out and initiating meetings and all of that should be something that's happening in a kind of a free flow. Yeah. And now, when that's not happening, I, I think you can feel there's something not yeah. right. Now, the, it's very easy to kind of have a definition of a good friend, and that is... I've got an emergency, it's two in the morning, an uncivilised hour, yes. would I ring them and would yes, they respond? And that's a, if, the, if the answer to those two questions is yes, that's a good friend. They're your friend, yes. I mean, the friend is certainly somebody you can rely on, somebody, somebody who, who doesn't judge you even when you make mistakes, you know, who kind of sticks, sticks with you and, and who just listens and tries to help you through it. I think, but I think there are also people you should be able to, you know, be absolutely totally yourself with and have fun with because friendship is about being able to not just go over the hard, dark parts of your life, but that you can sort of um, be lighthearted with and be, of course, your authentic self with. So if you have that, you have something good. But if you have a friendship that's leaving you feeling a bit drained, leaving you feeling, uh, people often talk to me. I, I put up a small question on my social media this morning about it and I thought it was interesting. People came back and said, when the traffic is one way, let it go. And uh, when you feel bad after meeting up, let it go. And I thought that's exactly what I yeah. would say. Uh, so there are friendships that turn toxic and, and there yes. can be many ingredients uh, to that. There can to be that. bits of, mm. we talked about it last week, jealousy, um, yes. you know, snide comments. Uh, and you know the way yeah. that, that old song, years and years old, uh, you always hurt the one you love, the one you shouldn't hurt at all. When yes. you've got that intimacy of friendship, they know a lot about you and they know how to get at you. That's a really good point, Pat, because even though it's not a romantic thing, they have that, they kind of have your heart a little bit. And uh, you're right, friends know a lot about you. Sometimes they know too much. And uh, and I think people can feel a little bit somehow unsettled by that, that they know so much about them. But uh, so it can be hard to let go, but also it can be they can hurt you because they know where where your soft points are, and that's um, that's a vulnerability that you really shouldn't feel with a friend. I, I, I think that's that's a closeness turned against you, and so I think um, again I'd be looking at what's gone wrong there, and is that one to let go? And, now, and here's maybe, one yes. for you, Stephanie. Uh, this one says, mm-hmm. "I'm getting married early next year. I'm thinking of not asking a good friend of twenty years. I was always the one inviting this person and their partner out for meals and drinks with my partner." but they'd rarely accept and I was getting no invites from them in return. I told some close friends about this predicament and they say I should contact the person and let them know what I'm doing. However, I think I've made up my mind. Any ideas? Hmm. 
Well, I think if you've made up your mind, you know, your internal, like your internal compass, what you feel about your friend is very important. And it's almost all that is important here. This is your wedding day. You have people there that make you feel really comfortable and good about yourself and nobody that makes you feel uncomfortable. So I would, I would definitely in that instance be saying, this isn't a time for a big conversation. This isn't a time for a reset. This is a time maybe for you to stand over what you think yourself. Mm. You've maybe given this friendship enough. Now, sometimes I have found, you know, be it at weddings or big events, that sometimes you do tip back to a very old friendship because that person was significant at that point in your life. They don't have to be a big buddy right now, but they, they still hold a place for you in that time. Um, yeah. Cormac says, I can't help feeling that I'm hearing a cynical, selfish view of friendship. Not much love, really, says Cormac. Not much love. Not sure. I'm not sure how Cormac is picking that up. I think what we're trying to really, there's a lot of friendships are super important to us, um, but they have to be healthy. And um, all relationships have to be healthy. And even if a person runs into a difficult time, I always, you know, I, I encourage people to to call out the behavior because it's not good for people ever to feel that that kind of way of being snide with you or talking down to you or making you feel bad about yourself is ever okay. And I think relationships can be reset healthily. So I would always encourage people to give, give it, give it a chance. See if, if this person may be going through, you know, your friend may be going through a bad time. Give them a chance. Let, call out the behavior and see if you can reset. But or another one. My husband has in the last two years made friends with a divorced woman about seven years his junior. I'm not involved at all and he says very little to me about her. I know she texts him a lot and they meet once a week, every week in a club situation. Do you think that men and women can simply be friends? And I'll add another one in there. Can you be friends with the next? Well, we've done, we actually have done big slots on this, haven't we? Big segments on this uh, at different times. I think it is, I definitely think it's possible. But I would always, because sometimes people really, the, the whole ziz has completely gone out of that situation. Maybe they were friends, you know, and they've continued with that friendship. But in broad terms, I think it's not the best idea. And I think it's very hard on the person who, with whom they are now in a relationship with, because it's, it's, it's not just a friendship. It's a friendship that was a romantic relationship. So there, that definitely needs to be handled carefully. I wouldn't say absolutely no, but there, I think it, it's a delicate one and it has to be managed well. Mm. And the divorcee? And the divorcee where, where, the, where the, he's meeting this person once a week in a club. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't think that's a good idea at all. At all. All right. Um, a final one, a definition for those who are s single, how to know your friends, the one who will drop everything and bring your PJs to the hospital to you should you get sick. That's a friend. Yeah, that's a lovely friend. Exactly. And we all need friends. And, and the, you know, I encourage people a lot in my, in my work and in these kind of corporate talks that I do to invest in friendships because it is the single best thing you can do for your well-being. It's not about friends don't just stay. Relationships don't just last. They, they last because you invest in them. And investing means reaching out, responding, not just being the one that people, you know, you don't want everybody to be inviting you. You invite them. You reach out to them as yeah. well. Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist, co-host of the podcast Tough Love. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.